What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. It's 11.10 p.m. in New Pretty Town, and you're listening to Night Call. Hello, and welcome to Night Call, a podcast, a call-in show, rather, a call-in show for our dystopian reality. I'm Emily Yoshida. I am in Los Angeles, and with me on the other end of the line are... I'm Tess Lynch. And I'm Molly Lambert. Did you guys face off? (laughs) (laughs) We got our larynxes exchanged. We did. It's going great. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Many more cats now. (laughs) Yeah. I have have so many children in a geodesic dome. (laughs) (laughs) And two giant geodes to take care of. We wanted to kick things off this week with a night call or night email rather from our listener, Lacey. Lacey writes... After listening to your conversation with Gia and reading her article, I could not stop thinking about the OG Twilight Zone episode number 12 looks just like you. I'm sure you all have seen it as I've heard you reference the show often, but basically the episode takes place in a dystopian future where every teenager has to undergo the transformation where their bodies are changed to fit a conventionally attractive and fit numbered model of their choosing. The protagonist is a girl who refuses to undergo the transformation, which no one around her can understand. Ultimately, she's forced to comply, and as you find out, the transformation also brainwashes people into conforming. It's incredibly depressing. But in addition to, you know, looking good, the transformation is supposed to lengthen lifespan and provide immunity to disease, conflating beauty and wellness. 
Botox is already being used to treat migraines, and I haven't done enough research to form a solid opinion about whether it's a placebo or not. But do you think that as time goes on, more cosmetic procedures will be touted as having health benefits, or do you see cosmetic and medical procedures being packaged together to persuade the so far unconvinced to get on board with plastic surgery? Well, I hadn't until just now, and now <laughs> I'm like, of course that will happen. Oh, absolutely. So I... um. I, my mom sent me a care package recently, a few weeks ago, and she gets Vogue for some reason. I think Vogue is one of these many, um, this is my conspiracy theory, BTW, about like print media right now, which is that a lot of, if you start to get a magazine mysteriously that you never subscribed to, like they're just doing it so they have their circulation numbers up. They're just randomly giving you a subscription so they can tell advertisers that they are circulating to so many people. So like Vogue is one of these magazines that do this, I think. Here's what I think. I think when you start mysteriously getting a magazine that you've never gotten before, I thought it was to replace a magazine that went out of business and they're like, we don't have Mademoiselle anymore. Uh Now you get glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, my mom never subscribed to any... I don't know. Whatever. Any short. This is a very tangential part of the story. So she she gets. It's okay. Oh, you can admit that you love reading Vogue, and it's your favorite I, magazine. No, we went over this last week. I was a I was a founding member of the fashion club at City High School in Iowa City, Iowa. I I love Vogue. I love Anna Wintour. I love everything she stands for. Did you see yeah. Andre Leon Talley <laughs> saying that she has no empathy? Yeah, <laughs> scathing. But wait, I want to know what's in this care package that Emily's mom sent because I'm curious if it's like DIY plastic surgery stuff. No, 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 no. no. So, so there's an article about, um, like, I don't know. I, I'm probably not going to pronounce this correctly, but gua sha, the like um, yes. Chinese like fa- facial massage. Um, and it's actually pretty like, so I was just like, you know, flipping through the Vogue and then I started reading this while I was like eating my eggs or whatever. Um, and it's so funny because, you know, it's like this, you know, it's one of these many things that gets touted as like ancient Chinese secrets <laughs> and like some like these these you know mystical health benefits that can help rich white women look younger but it's so funny because like they talked to one of the one of the doctors that really helped popularize it and make it into this like you know glammy thing where people are like selling jade rollers for hundreds of dollars and she said something that I thought was so funny which is just like the skin is a map for what's going on in the body which to me is just like a great excuse to be like if you look hot then you're healthy yes totally <laughs> well gua, gua sha or gua sa I started I, I kind of had heard of it because a friend of mine does it and she just like loves it but you take it's a stone that's kind of like thin and almost like it's not super sharp but it's thin on one side and then the other side's more rounded and you sweep the you know you sweep it against from like your nose outward and I guess that it's not I mean it's supposed to make your skin look good but it also is kind of marketed with the idea that you're you're sweeping toxins towards your lymph nodes. Yes. Um, and I was so put off by it until we weren't supposed to be touching our faces. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like this great forbidden thing. So I was like, I don't need to buy a stone because I have all these weird crystals that we bought 
at I or I bought at the store that was like right around from where we used to record when we recorded Uh in a studio Mm -hmm. that are just smooth enough that you can kind of just do it yourself and I'm not putting weird oils on but I was like this is fantastic because all I want to do is touch my face and this (laughs) this gives you an excuse but the idea is that yeah like you're you're flushing away all the bad stuff that's lingering under your skin I mean I Um, I think we've determined on this show that touching your face feels super good and is definitely a drug yeah I had my whole facial massage thing which was less I I don't think that that was like gua sha but it was just like a lymph node stimulation thing and then I started breaking out for it so I stopped (laughs) (laughs) but uh, vanity always rules so (laughs) I've also seen uh, there's a dermatologist called the skin witch I forget what her actual name is but I learned about her because Haley Baldwin goes to her Haley Baldwin Bieber my friend um (laughs) And she posted about her and she does like dermatology that's also Reiki. Uh-huh. You know, which yeah. I think is very much in this family. It's like energy healing plus dermatology. Um, I think especially you can energy heal your face from being ugly. Yeah. Well, I think goop <laughs> is really sets the standard here with sure. combining sort of new age stuff and putting it under the umbrella of wellness. Um, and yeah. I think you guys are super right about the idea of being like, oh, if you look hot, you must be good, which is like healthy, ju- just a rock skip away from eugenics. Yeah, totally. Well, also, I mean, it's hard because bringing up the number 12 looks just like you. I wish actually that we could just do an entire episode dedicated to this, uh, this, you know this episode i guess um or just the twilight zone in general maybe we'll get around to doing maybe that we'll do at twilight some point. zone october we can do a marathon a twilight zone marathon like they do well, that's traditionally january right we should kick things off for 2021 by just watching the twilight zone marathon maybe um we probably won't be allowed out so <laughs> our only all, is this is this what all finally gets us to get CBS All Access subscription. Yes. yes. <laughs> There's no way otherwise. I you can make as much new Star Trek as you want. I'm never going to. <laughs> I had uh, one accidentally for like a year. Oh, I really? did the trial before they had released all the new Twilight Zones and then I was so upset. I was like, if I'd waited, I could have just binged them during my trial, but I just planned it really badly. Um, and I really liked the ones that I saw of the, the reboot. Of the Jordan Peele one. Yeah. Um, but I think that this episode is super, you know, it definitely fits with most of what we've been talking about over the course of this month because there's, it's very night call in that the underlying like sinister thing is that the government, it's not that people all want to look a certain way. It's that the government is enforcing it and manipulating them psychologically during these surgeries to make them satisfied with yeah. looking the way they do and more compliant and stuff. Um, which Again, is, very, yeah. very white powery. Uh, it's it's very mm-hmm. eugenics-y. And I think that that's kind of, I mean, that's there in the episode. It's not like a we're not becoming genius interpreters here it's just there um and so it does it it does seem kind of dangerous when you start thinking of how doctors could suggest benefits that are not like you know cosmetic benefits from cosmetic surgery or if there was a way to package those things together and to try to like coerce people to get plastic surgery one thing i really noticed because i think coming out of the 90s when there was a lot of like pushback on plastic surgery for a while it felt like 
And then it felt like in the 2000s, it suddenly became just like normalized. But especially in beauty magazines, I remember reading things and being like, this is an advertorial, right? And it probably was. Because Mm -hmm. it was so accessible, became just like like trend pieces about like ladies who do Botox lunches. And it was all packaged as empowering to do it. Um, But I remember also reading one, I forget what magazine it was in, but it was about a plastic surgeon who specialized in like ethnic nose jobs. Oh, they were like, we know you're like a person of color and you want to get a nose job, but you don't want it to be like a Michael Jackson nose job. So we we're going to give you like a nose job that fits your face. And it was like, packaging is it is empowering and it just like really broke my brain because i was like right because it fed back into the choice feminism of like well if that's what you want right and then if there are social benefits to like looking white that is also bad it's all bad y'all on the other hand i wonder if eventually there will they will discover some kind of benefit of something that is like a cosmetic pers- I mean just like with the Botox and migraines or Botox well, and, and, and nose sweating. jobs and, and deviated septums that's but always that's, the excuse that's but a lot of times that's that's sometimes that's very real too like you totally. can have well, you like break sleep your nose. and shit like yeah, yeah 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 or you can do that like that can be real like that could be an excuse to be like oh and then I'll fix this crooked thing in my nose while they're in there I also uh, think breast reductions are obviously mostly done by people who are suffering health problems because of carrying uh, too much weight and yeah. like they want to reduce their back problems or whatever like obviously there's no qualms with that I wonder what they'll come up with though next there's <laughs> also like a freedom of choice aspect to it where like sometimes people who get a lot of extreme surgery it's like for their own personal happiness in a way that has nothing to do with like people finding it hot you know right yeah um, yeah, I think um, it was funny. <laughs> this has nothing to do with surgery, but just about the idea of like who you're looking hot for. A uh, friend of the podcast, Michelle Dean, tweeted today like, oh, it's so great. Like the quarantine has made me realize that like has really permanently done away with the idea that I had that I was putting on makeup and 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 dressing up and like looking, you know, trying to look good for myself because I've completely <laughs> stopped. But I uh, I have the exact opposite experience. I think it's different strokes for everybody because I nothing has has given me more distraction and soothed me than putting on makeup for nobody else. Like just being around the house and just having a full face of makeup. Oh, I put on makeup today for the podcast because it made me feel like I was going to work. Right. Exactly. Oh, right. It's like, yeah. it's like a, I'm awake now type yeah. thing. Um, I don't know. No, Guys, I, totally... I didn't even brush my teeth today. Honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm so far off the spectrum at this point. Well, I, I it's crazy. It's, I think with uh, what Emily and I are talking about is also kind of like a like a jokering up thing. You know, mm-hmm. I refer putting, to it putting on your paint while you're crying. Yeah, I refer to it often. I probably should stop doing this. But there's a Simpsons joke where uh, Homer makes a makeup gun for Marge. He's like becomes an inventor. And one of the things he invents is a makeup gun. And he accidentally shoots it at the wall. And it just like puts a full face of makeup on the wall. So sometimes I say, like, I'm going to go shoot the makeup gun at my face. <laughs> Because that's 
what I think of it as. It's just like it's true. Yeah, still oh. like, but like it's like a cartoon gun. It's like a Roger Rabbit gun. It just goes like splot, and then you, oh, have then you guys on. have seen my Instagram stories. <laughs> I, oh, I love your vampire I makeup. Put on the clown face. I want to shout out two makeup artists whose work I really like that have been bringing me uh, enjoyment during uh, quarantine. My friend Sandy, Sandy Ganser has. She's um, amazing. She's a great makeup artist. And in quarantine, she's been doing all of the looks from Kevin Oswan's Making Faces <gasps> book. Oh, fun. Ooh. Super I love fun. that book. It's so fun. I love it too. <laughs> and I like, feel like I never even bought it. I just looked at it at the bookstore all the time. My um, friend had it. So I would always look at it at her house. She's so doing all the yeah. looks. She's running out of wigs. So if anybody wants to send her wigs to do some of their remaining looks. Uh, <laughs> and she did one on her husband a couple days ago. She did the showgirl on him. Oh, awesome. Um, and there's also a makeup artist that I've been following for a while whose name is Anything for Selena's. Uh, <laughs> I believe there's a lot of A's and S's in there, but okay. she is just like the most incredible, like avant garde makeup artist where she does a lot of really just outrageous uh, stuff with eyeliner that is very inspiring to me. Outrageous um, eyeliner. Oh, guys, I bought an eyeliner stamp. Ooh. And I love it. Uh, I said I wasn't brushing my teeth or putting on any makeup, but the other day I, my daughter wanted to do a photo shoot. So I busted out all the stuff I had and this has it. You have a right and a left. So it comes in a pack of two and it, you stamp the wing and then the other side of the pen, the other side of the thing is like a pen. So you can just fill it in and it's so much fun. fun. It's very good. Tess, it sounds like you're living a very French lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Letting a four-year-old do my makeup is so French. <laughs> Just like not brushing your teeth, but wearing eyeliner. You're wearing a yeah. very a very nice like um, scarf today. I am wearing a bandana that I got to wear as a face mask, but I, I have decided not to go anywhere for... Well, you're I mean, also in a Zoom background of the beach, so I just keep being like, oh, Tess is yachting today. Yeah. I've been having such a silly <laughs> in my closet. <laughs> Look at what I can do. If I turn my head, I dis- I'd erase my body. It's like plastic surgery. <laughs> Me- it's very meta. <laughs> well, now I'm just a head. Before we move on from, from number 12 looks just like you, um, I, I wanted to... Uh, to bring up this book series, this YA book series that I have read like half of the first one, just like in the bookstore when I like in 2009 or something, whenever it was out. And when I was convinced that writing a YA book would be my ticket out of poverty. Um, and it's called the uglies, which was basically, it's basically like a straight up ripoff of number 12 looks just like you, except there were like four books. And it's of course like a whole hunger games esque type dystopian YA adventure. But, um, it's about a world in which, uh, <laughs> when you start to go through puberty. So when you're young, you're called a littley, like you're just like a little, a little human. <laughs> and then, when you turn 12 and you start to go through puberty, you're called an ugly. Uh, and you are remain an, you remain an <laughs> ugly until you turn 16, which is when you get a procedure called the operation, which turns you into a pretty. And then you become a new pretty and you get to move out of um, you get to move out of the suburbs into new pretty town which is where all the new pretties live and then as you grow older you become a middle pretty a late pretty 
And then, or oh yeah, late pretties are also called crumblies. <laughs> <laughs> this is like very rolled doll or something. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, it's very. There, are, there are four books. I did not read all of them, but I just I thought that the the concept was um was so hilarious and uh, weird and also predated, you know, what we've been talking about where it's suddenly become the norm for young people, not just, you know, aging people to get plastic surgery. Um, and yeah, it's about like a girl who decides she doesn't want to go through the procedure. And then there's a whole, there's a whole camp of, of, of uh, renegade teens who have decided to remain uglies it really Um, sounds like not the ugliest part specifically but just the kind of way it's constructed reminds me of the tyra banks ya not novel model land model land wait what what is i did not know about this either they introduced it in an episode of top model it was like a ya book with her name on it that they put out and then there was like a pop-up event that opened or didn't even open right before covid hit that was like the model land pop-up event but it was like hunger games where it had all this jargon in it and one of the things was like it was like the magical kingdom of pot la dame which is top model backwards oh my (laughs) god god no i'm looking at the wikipedia for it right now a young awkward looking girl by the name of Tookie de la Creme is invited to attend the legendary boarding school Model Land. Um, it's like about Tyra Banks moving to New York to live in an apartment with other models, but then like through a Hunger Games lens, it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh wow. my God. <laughs> this sounds deranged. Uh, Publishers Weekly considered the book overlong, campy, and warped, and a nonstop barrage of surrealism and wackiness. There's also a Olsen Twins YA novel that they put out that's about like like twins, like like special twins. A lot of people were branding their names on. Ooh, what about a Night Call YA series? <laughs> Oh, oh my god, it would do, never well, end. It would never end. I went end. through the same thing that Emily did where clearly someone made probably my parents, they were like, you know what you should do is write YA books. And I was like, but I'm like old, too too old and too young simultaneously to do that. And I remember trying to do it. And it's like, I was just so I was like, these are children. I'm writing these like horny books with like murder and just being like, the kids love this. And then being oh. like, that seems so wrong. My and wife, wrote that's the whole, kind of YA I wrote. That, I mean, I, I wrote read. an entire YA book that was enti- and, like chock full of murder and sex and drug, drug overdoses. That's and what shit YA when I was, books like, are supposed to be. 24. I mean, I've been reading like Pretty Little Liars and Gossip Girl and shit. I was like doing my home. It was like a purely mercenary project. Those no, books were so crazy it. though. Because I also remember reading a Gossip Girl book when I was in college and being like, this seems really bad for teenage girls. Oh, That's yeah. the problem. You is you're like, your inner scold, like your inner grandma no, is like, just, I don't know about this. It's <laughs> not just that. It's like, I, I don't know. There was like a younger person who was tweeting about how YA books gave them like unrealistic expectations about how they were going to like make out with so many boys um, as a teenager and like become pretty magically. And I was like, you know, becoming a hundred years old as I composed the tweet, I was like, wow, you know, (laughs) when I was young, YA books were all like from the seventies and eighties and they were about like getting a back brace. (laughs) Are you talking about Izzy willy nilly? 
No, I'm talking about the Judy Bloom one, Deanie. The Judy, right? yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, I was like, when were, I thought they, there was tragedy, a like lot of tragedy, yeah. right? And like before YA became sci-fi, yeah, I was like YA. I just remember it being a lot of mundane books about like someone being embarrassed because their mom packed them tuna salad for lunch in right. the lower middle class. <laughs> well, everything was about people dying or caution or people getting abducted, like the the milk the milk carton books. I just feel like I read um, all the boring ones that were like someone gets their period climbing the rope in gym, and like that's the whole maybe- action. You guys, book. maybe July should be July <gasps> and we could do Ooh. YA July. That's July. a great, that's not a that's, bad idea. That's a very good idea. Did you guys read the Anastasia Krupnik books? Like that was what I think of when I think of YA. Yes. I was thinking of Cynthia Voigt. This is the, yeah, Izzy Willy Nilly is a book about a girl who, who like loses a leg after getting in a drunk driving accident. Yeah, and then the whole fuck. thing is about her just not having a leg. Right. <laughs> but oh, like <laughs> recovering. <laughs> And yeah, I remember yeah. just like in 1999 or 2000, maybe this will be Y2 May too. There was like all of a sudden there, there were a bunch of books that were called like Crystal in the teen section because <laughs> they were like about crystal math, you know? Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, a little more vibe checking on these coronavirus times. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Uh, welcome back to Night Call. Uh, guys, there's so many cures for uh, COVID-19. I can't even keep track of them anymore. <laughs> Let's just bring the light inside the body and then pour bleach on the okay. light. The thing about bringing the light inside the body, I love it. <laughs> it made me think about, I, there was some live science thing I posted a million years ago where it was about some maybe underwater creature where their eggs are visible as light orbs inside their bodies. Ooh. And I treated like, you know, men are just jealous of the visible light orbs inside our bodies. Um, Look what you did, Molly. That was the first thing I thought of. You planted the seed. Um, this, so we're, we're in the middle of a heat wave. Everything feels so strange right now, even stranger than it was feeling uh, just a short time ago. But the, the stupid president's suggestion that people like, maybe what if we injected bleach? What if we put UV rays inside your body? It well, was a whole other level. LOL, because it's sarcasm, because that's how sarcasm works. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> our friend uh, Elena Smith pointed out that he sounds just like Jeffrey Epstein when he was talking with scientists, just like asking questions that like any smart person would know to not even ask a scientist yeah. and just being yeah. like, yeah. I'm just asking we do questions. That? Yeah, just asking questions. Just spitball in here. Um, Molly, you sent us an article about a kind of cult called Happy Science. Yeah, I forget if we've ever talked about Happy Science on here before. It's like a Japanese kind of Scientology. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to talk about them now, though, because they have claimed to come have come up with a cure for the coronavirus, which is just listening to their dear leader's voice can boost your immunity and keep you safe from the coronavirus. This was reported in the New York Times earlier this month. I mean, don't let Trump hear that idea. <laughs> right? They're called spiritual <laughs> vaccines. Um, the faithful can be blessed with a ritual prayer to ward off and cure the disease for a fee. I wouldn't be surprised also if some other pastors were kind of doing stuff like that implying that like God is going to make you well you know Wait, they did they did to argue that they should be able to keep holding services after the stay-at-home yeah. order um so they said you know Jesus will save you God God's got you don't worry you're coming to church he won't be mad and give you coronavirus so some background on happy science is that they were they're kind of like the bridesmaid to Aum, the like very notorious Japanese cult that did the the sarin gas uh, attacks in Tokyo. Um, so they didn't get as famous as that cult, but uh, the leader of of Aum tried to assassinate the leader of Happy Science, <laughs> so uh, did not succeed. Um, Japanese cults are fascinating. There are so many of them. <laughs> I don't know why. My people are so very uh, susceptible to these things. Um, the yeah, but it they've had like this sort of rivalry with with that cult. They had had that rivalry with that cult for a long time, um, and they're all kind of Christian tinged too. Yeah, which is a weird thing. Um, 
because obviously like Christianity is not native to uh, Japan. Uh, I mean, it's been there for hundreds of years, but it is not like culturally native to it. But like, there's also like, there's similar kinds of things with like Korean Christianity as well. Um, yeah, just I don't love know. a mega it's church. Just, People yeah, want that mega church. Everybody loves a fucking mega church. It's a universal thing. I do <laughs> not, but every, but but I'm an outlier here. I, I when I was reading about happy science, I I was like, I really none of this appeals to me. Unlike some cults, where there sometimes is like a like a slight hook, uh, happy science just seems like kind of dour. Other than the name, the name is fun. Well, yeah, it's got the best science. name. Yeah, they also have a ton of books that they've published, just like Scientology. Like they're big in in the publishing game, I guess. Um, keeping print media alive. And <laughs> uh, in this New York Times article, some of the titles that they include are um, Alien Invasion. Seven future predictions and spiritual message from the guardian spirit of Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> they also have a lot of books about demons, which are very popular, apparently. So I do love a demon. Hey, guys, <laughs> should we take a voicemail? Yes. All right. Hi, Night Call. It's Allison from Queens calling. Plastic Surgery April has me thinking about the umbrella of body modification. I have a soft spot for the 2013 movie American Mary, starring Catherine Isabel and directed by the Soska sisters which looks at extreme body modification in a pretty non-judgmental light. I'm comparing this to the new season of Real Hospice in New York, where these women who have had vaginal rejuvenation on camera recently took a stand against tattoos. Where do you think plastic surgery's place is in the world of body modification? And where do you think the range of regular acceptability is going? Thanks. Bye. As the Real Housewives of New York watcher here... Um, <laughs> they're against tattoos. It was me? well. You I'm know, so confused. <laughs> if you wanted to get back into Real Housewives of New York, now is a great time because what happened is there is a new housewife, Bethany, left, and Leah joined. And Leah is like she has a streetwear line, and she's very like 2000s New York, and she's born and raised in New York. And the other women are all from the 1980s New York. So they did treat she, her like, like did an she wander alien. in from the set of the canceled HBO series How to Make It in America? No, totally she <laughs> did. Because she's like, like, these people are such aliens and they find out she has a tattoo and they all shame her about it and try what? to be like, you tramp. What? Um, Wait, really? That's yeah, insane. And, and she's also What's like, her tattoo of? Um, I forget. We'll have to watch it again. It's also, it's like a fine tattoo. And they also, just anything they don't understand, they're like, what? She wears a bucket hat that's mesh. It's like just a fashion (laughs) thing. I support that. No, me too. And they all wear like silly things all the time, but they see it and they're all like, what is this? What, what is this about? It's, it's see-through. It doesn't work. (laughs) But, um, they go to a party at this giant, rental property in the Hamptons that's owned by some friend, some huge Trump donor. I think it's like not even you can live in it. It's just a rental property for like great Gatsby parties. And it has the worst design of anything you've ever seen. Just like weird, bad, fake street art inside. It's hell. Um, (laughs) So they go to that party. And like, as soon as they walk in, Leah's like, Oh, this is like a rich, old, horrible white people party. (laughs) And you're like, oh, she's been to good parties. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, that makes me feel for the elder housewives. 
Well, but that's again, not a good feeling. Well, again, Money can't like, buy you a good party, apparently. It's, it's true. But it's so weird, too, to think that like, well, they're trying to meet old, old, even older rich guys. So that is their scene for sure. Um, but it is weird to be like getting a tramp stamp is trashy, but getting vaginal rejuvenation on screen for free because you did it on screen. Fine. Not trashy. Also, like normal. All, every rental party house... I'm sorry, in the world, I've never been to one in the Hamptons, but like they're horrible. I've been to some here for like different like tech events and stuff. Like it's disgusting. Like o- like only the people with like the worst taste in the world would ever. Like, That's what she basically says to Ramona, which yeah. uh, is what makes a good season. But yeah, you're also like tattoos haven't been outre for like 20 years. Yeah. Tattoos. I mean, were they been- ever really? Like, I don't, everybody's always had tattoos, right? But there was a time when they were for bikers and sailors a long time ago. That's a long time ago. That's like Popeye time. <laughs> but that's what was yeah. funny is the Real Housewives were like, what are you, a sailor? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. How weird. What a strange world they all live Just, in. It's, it's an Edith Wharton novel. I totally yeah. recommend it. Um, they all huh. get drunk and start talking about like, you know, Gilded Age New York when they went to parties with John John Kennedy. John John. John John. Well, we uh, wanted to talk in general this week, our last week of plastic surgery, April, about plastic surgery, reality TV, which there's a lot of, uh, not so much anymore, but there was definitely a boom of it like 10 to 20 years ago. And during during the so-called golden era of reality television, which watching some of these shows, I would like to like maybe redact that it was ever a golden era because these are the most uh, depressing things you can watch anywhere, <laughs> like maybe in the history of recorded media. Uh, but yeah, what did you guys watch any of these shows this past okay. week? I dipped into clips, but I I was shocked at how little of these I could stand being yeah. a person who was I'm so ashamed to admit when the Swan, the first season of the Swan came on in 2004, I was there for it. I was like <laughs> I am excited to watch this show and then I think it took me two episodes to be like, oh, oh, nope, this is this is like an evil show. This is a bad show. I didn't yeah. know what I thought it would be, but I continued yeah. to watch it. I watched the entire season. I, I could not watch the second season, but like it's it's one of those things that makes you feel so gross about yourself like that watching the swan in real time making space in my like evening for the swan I'll, I'll pretty much that's probably like my afterlife fate will be determined by the fact that I watched the swan but then I tried to watch so botched I want a famous face and the swan are the three that we kind of looked into I I want a famous face for some reason is the worst to me it's Couldn't pretty deal. bad it's pretty it's bad. bad i think botched the, I, is I think terrible terrible but for it's still on which is also like bizarre right. is it, it's like in it's like sixth season yeah, or something that's, a, that's the only one of these that is still going and both uh i want a famous face only ran for 12 episodes so it was only 12 episodes of it and yeah. swan was just two seasons and they were someone, pretty short seasons someone alerted me to the existence of a show called bridal plasty oh yes bridal oh, yeah. plasty. i forgot about bridal, bridal plasty that and was does also ex- like five years ago or something does like, extreme makeover still exist uh i don't know i only remember extreme makeover home edition <laughs> i remember <laughs> ex- i remember there was an extreme makeover that was like for you i think home edition was the spinoff maybe 
I know, but yeah, because the title fascinating. would feel that way. I mean, I I will say I want a famous face, which I watched quite a bit of this week. I mean, uh, probably like three episodes of it I watched because just whatever I could find on YouTube. Uh, I want a famous face is like a horror movie in that it is quite disgusting. Like you really see a lot of the surgery. There are there were multiple times where I just like shrieked at my oh, computer. That was the because- reason I tried to watch it, and it was like they the you sent this one where it was um, this Elvis impersonator, and yeah. he was undergoing surgery, and they would make incisions, and then they would like manipulate like, the wound stuff into it. Like, oh, yeah. it was so <gasps> horrible. I don't even. I'm not that squeamish, and it was I know, way I'm too not much either, for me. But like, and then there's a bunch where they're doing people's noses, and when you see somebody like actually getting their nose sawed at. It's just like, oh my ah, God. I can't believe it. Like, I just that's start to when freak you, out. That's when you remember it's the Nick. It's just the Nick. Yeah. There's yeah. just white. Oh, wait. Just- <laughs> I have to just, so I just looked into it. So Extreme Makeover, indeed, was a 2002 show that uh, that depicted, I'm quoting from Wikipedia, excuse me, depicts ordinary men and women undergoing, quote, extreme makeovers involving plastic surgery, exercise regimens, hairdressing, and wardrobing. So that it was canceled in 2007 um, oh. and then Extreme Makeover Home Edition is the spinoff. And then there's another spinoff that's a weight loss edition. Isn't your house just your body? Well, this is the thing. Is <laughs> I, I love a good renovation show. I know that they're like cheap. You know, it's, uh, a, it's a cheap form of entertainment. I but don't I like just, them I at love all. It. I hate it. I, I, so I still, I mean, now what has addictive. overridden all of my memories of Extreme Makeover Home Edition is the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Yes. <laughs> they, they, like, bombard this, like, unsuspecting family with a, with a home renovation. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that one. That's, that sounds great. Oh, my I God. Love- they, like, they make a bed for the kid. They're like, it's it'd be fun for the kid because it's like a taco. <laughs> like, <laughs> the sheet is yellow and the inside is brown. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Anyway, but yeah, I did watch a lot of, what was his name? Ty Pennington or something? Ty Pennington. He's he's very strange. I have to say, though, that like um, this old house I watched a lot of, Love It or Listed I watched. This old house. house I'm looking at all of them. I'm like, which of these do I watch? Fixer Upper? I was on a real Fixer Upper bitch. This old house was was a good show because it was like, like a PBS show about yeah, how to like renovate like brand. an old fixer upper, but it's like for you to live in, you know? And right, then yeah. all the other shows are about house flipping, which is like, yeah. no, not it's necessarily though. Fixer upper is really, in, it's people buying the houses and then having them fixer upper to live in ostensibly. Some of them move, but some of them stay, love it or list it. Half the people leave, half the people stay. Right. And trading spaces, you're staying, you're just having like your, you know, sadistic neighbor come make everything purple and then you make everything green. I think I hate those shows because they do to houses what Instagram face does to faces, you know? Right. Well, they all have an aesthetic. Yeah, the fixer upper aesthetic I find to be like, like, shiplash inducing. So much shiplap. And now she's like the most, she's like our new Oprah. Like she's yeah. so fucking rich. I mean, I, hate, are, but I yeah. hate the aesthetic of all of them. Like, if it were like Taco Bed, I'd be into it. You know, if they were like doing funny things. To, That's why trading it. spaces is so funny. Is that trading spaces has a lot of that? Um, I, just, I just don't. I don't have the lust. 
the house last. Well, for- it's so funny. I'm looking now. I thought I wanted a famous. I want a famous face. I thought was a more recent show, but it was also it ran from 2004 to 2005. So it seems like that was the hot spot for these extreme makeover shows, like the Swan. Because the Swan was also 2004. Yeah, and that was when it was new. So there was a point when they were like, we're pushing the boundaries of what can be shown on network television in prime time, uh, and we were watching it. I definitely watched the Swan. For yeah. the same reason. Thank you. So, like, I never really watched the Swan. I had seen bits and pieces of it, but I watched some of it on YouTube this week. And, like, I I find the Swan to be much more psychologically upsetting. Uh, than, yeah. Than, I mean, obviously, I, the, I, I was seeing these clips where they were kind of just truncated. They were just doing the reveals. But when it's, like, because they wouldn't let the person, the contestant, see themselves no for mirrors months no mirrors three months without mirrors and they couldn't be around their families and stuff so these people these women have been living in isolation like healing from their surgeries and going through these weight loss regimens or whatever and, and then, then they have their partners were all horrified when they emerged well yeah. one I of them got something. divorced like yeah. while she was in her recovery the winner correct the winner of season one i think maybe yes. rachel yeah um was that her name i wrote I think, all this down i'm that crazy i was like really i i thought i'd left the swan behind but apparently rachel's husband was kind of coached um when they when he was doing the like you know, confessional interviews or whatever during the process. He, they said, what do you, how do you think about how Rachel looks? And he was apparently initially said that she's beautiful. And then they, he was coached to, to like, come on, how do you, you know, let's, let's be like a little more critical. So he was like, well, she's average. (sighs) She's beautiful when she's happy. Mm. And then they used that. So it was like the, the producer kind of manipulation of it, made for like a story that was like oh these poor ugly people let's recreate them from scratch let's mold them but in actuality like the relationship was destroyed obviously but i I mean that can't have helped i'm sure it wasn't the extent of what was up yeah i remember fox fox especially being like we're in an arms race to see who can do the worst thing in a reality show yeah Yeah. because did they do joe millionaire as well yes they did yeah. How yeah, how could anyone else have done Joe Millionaire? Um, but the creator of the Swan, Nelly Galan, um, was the former president of entertainment for Telemundo and also on the Celebrity Apprentice in two thousand eight. Oh it's all Great. one show. And I will say the show I ended up watching was botched, which I have never seen before, but since I started watching Kardashians again, it's like now I can watch e shows as well, and that's where it lives. So I watched the most recent episode, which was called Buberazzi. Um, the, the titles of the botched episodes are off the chain. Super, <laughs> super Fupa, shortchanged at the nipple bank, the wizard of schnoz, four leeches and a funeral, vagina bomb. Maybe it was uh, somebody, somebody tweeted at me to say that they had to closed caption some botched episodes and that there was uh, there's no blurring when you are doing the closed captioning. And they threw up because there oh, was no. oh a my vagina. God. They threw up a vagina with gangrene. Ah! Whoa! Ah! What? No! <laughs> oh. What do you mean? And that was from a botched plastic surgery gave the vagina gangrene. Possibly something gave it gangrene. So okay, the botched I watched. It was actually called Buberati because it was like not the Illuminati, but the the title. <laughs> Okay. The title like refers paparazzi? to, right? I didn't, it was like the cream of the crop of the, 
the boob ladies. Okay. But it's like two women who have extreme plastic surgery where they've gotten the biggest boobs you can get and then they went to get more in Belgium. Oh, they'll dear. do like extreme surgeries there. So they're the kind of people where I'm like, they're taking this to a point where it has nothing to do with like male desire. It's about yeah. their own desire to have huge boobs. And when they showed yeah. this woman before, the whole thing was that she was like flat chested originally. And then she was married. Um, and then when she got divorced, she got the big boobs. She was like, it's my body. I'm going to do what I want. I've always wanted huge boobs. I'm going to go get them. And then it was like, they weren't big enough for her. She wanted them even bigger. Um, and then she had a friend who came to the surgery with her. Cause basically she was like, the, the point of the episode was that she wanted an ass to match now. Uh-huh. She was like, I've gotten a couple of ass surgeries, but like they haven't given me what I want, which is like this, but in the back, you know, like cartoon tits, but for an ass. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. What Botch does is it sets up the guys who are the doctors on the show who are on Real Housewives, both of them, at different points. Dr. Nassif and Dr. Dubro. Adrian's husband. Two of the creepy, not anymore, two of the creepiest guys in the world. Yeah, Dr. Dubro was on Real Housewives of Orange County. everything. I think he was on this one as well. He was on this one. He was one of the surgeons on this one. The biggest creeps, and they like have this banter. They show them like bantering about the surgeries at the desk, which is probably because it like premiered when Nip Talk did. And they Mm -hmm. were like, this is the aesthetic. But they do like banter about, you know, spooning with their wives and stuff and then they're like okay time to go take this chin implant out 
Um, in the span of this one episode, the plot lines were a woman who genuinely needed reconstructive surgery because she had had a bad breast implant and it made her breast look like what her friend called an elephant trunk, where it was Yikes. like the skin had come off the implant and they like showed oh. it a bunch of times. Uh, and then the woman with the big boobs wanted a big butt, but they were like, we can't do two fat transfers at the same time because that might kill you. It makes mm-hmm. it makes the doctors on Bosch look like the reasonable ones because they're like, well, we can't do that. That'll kill they're you. They're showing some restraint, which yeah. they never otherwise would show. Right. And they're like, well, compared to these other, like, we're the high end version of this. Like, you got the low end version. And that's the problem is you didn't spend enough money on your surgery the first right. time. And now you have to make up for it. The other guy, this was super sad and very Heidi Montag. There was a guy who was like, ugh, it was just sad. He just like was like, I became self-conscious because of social media and because I went to school in South Florida where the most beautiful people in the world are. And I realized my face wasn't how I liked it, so I got a chin implant. But he got like a crooked chin implant. So he got like a Ben Affleck chin put in, but it's like tilted to one side. Oh my God. That's jaunty. Just live with it. It's and jaunty. He, sh- he showed it in profile. He was like, I look like American dad. I hate it. Um, but then rather than get the bad chin implant taken out, he got cheek fillers put in. He got those like fake cheekbones put in because he thought that would balance it out. Oh, no. His parents and sister had no idea. And they showed him going to tell his parents who live in, again, Colorado, just like Heidi Montag's, his like normal people parents. And he's like, hey, guys, remember when I said I like had a bike accident? Like I actually just got plastic surgery. And they're like, oh, no. That's horrible. <laughs> like, why? You uh, looked fine. There's nothing wrong oh with God. you. He's like half Asian and half white, too. So I also just was like, Ugh. is this like a Darren Chris and Gianni Versace show mm-hmm, thing, too? Yeah. It's like he he looked fine before. He was like a good looking guy. But he, he like just got didn't a, look like a white, a white guy, tan white beach guy or something. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. such a bummer. Ugh. Um And so he gets the chin implant taken out and they're like, this is like so fucked up. We've never seen this. That's what they say anytime they take something out and they show the surgery. It's super disgusting and and hard to watch, which is, I guess, good that they show how gross and horrible it is. Right. And then he comes back in because he's like, I feel like my face looks bad without it. You're kidding. (sighs) No. I mean, this is the thing like this. So I was going to bring this up because... I do think Botch, which I've never really watched, but I feel like I've watched by proxy because I used to edit um, Tara Ariano's recaps of it for Grantland. So I would read the detailed <laughs> description of everything that happened and be like, glad I didn't have to watch that. Um, but it always felt like even if it was, even if those guys are gross, like um, Terry Dubrow and Paul Nassif, or like, like it does feel cautionary at least. Like it's just like, maybe think twice before you go in for something like this. Um, even if it is sort of advertising like, oh, but you know, the thing that got you into this can get you out of it. But that feel like, I think ultimately I want a famous face does come off as cautionary too. Um, even if like incredibly exploitative because they always have this, um, disclaimer at the beginning that says this person wanted to do this surgery. We're not pushing them toward like they they came to us saying like I want to look like Carmen Electra so we did you know it's the true life thing whatever like yeah they weren't being pushed into this by anybody but like then you just get these portraits of people who are just so 
especially in the case of wanting to look like a specific celebrity, it's like, it's not even like, I want to augment something I already have. It's like, no, I hate my face. Delete, delete, delete. I want to look like Carmen Electra. And, right. and and my boyfriend loves it. My boyfriend is so excited for me to look like Carmen Electra. I'm like, what? Like, who, like, who, like, it just feels, it's really sad. It's well, very, very sad to watch. I know you guys don't watch Vanderpump, but uh, there's a whole plot line where Jax makes his girlfriend, Brittany, get breast implants. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And it's Wait, like, he made her? Well, it's like she says she wants them, but when they get into the clinic and they're talking about what size they're going to be, and the doctor's like, you don't want to go that big, Jax is like, I'm paying for them. Like, yeah. They'll be, They'll be what, as you know. big as I want them to yeah. be. This is yeah. why I don't watch Vanderpump, to be yeah. honest well, with you. Well, he's portrayed as like a that. psycho for, for that. I mean, it is also like Britney is like into it. I think that's one of the first things they ask you is like, is somebody else trying to make you do yeah. this? Yeah. I mean, there was also a woman on this episode, the woman with the, the fucked up breast implant where it was just like she'd had breast implants that weren't that great when she was 19 and then she had them taken out when she got married because her husband wasn't a boob guy she was like and then I got divorced and I'm like he's not a boob guy but I am so like I got new implants and then just like she immediately had pain she was talking about how she had to like touch like pull the implant into the flesh through like all the time because it would like push against the flesh and be uncomfortable. Oh my god. Oh my god. What do you mean like the muscle or no, it the implant like, itself? It was like the implant was detached from the skin or something. Eek. But I mean, do you, like do you I we I feel like we keep talking about Yolanda uh Yolanda what's her Hadid? last name? Her last she, name is not Hadid though. But well, she, she was divorced? Yolanda Foster, but, but then did she, she divorced, divorced David Fo- What's her last name now? Just Yolanda. Of, She's just, just Yolanda. Yolanda. Um, uh, but Yolanda she, with the lemon fridge, and everybody knows who you yeah, mean. Yeah, the lemons. And She's still Yolanda them. Hadid. Hadid, okay. Na- formerly Yolanda Foster. Okay. Um, she, you know, the, 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 the Lyme disease plot line with her, which went on, I feel like for like six seasons or something, it went on forever and ever. And a movie. still going on on her Instagram. It's Ended like up, never going to go away. Yeah, but like I, I, there was a part where she seemed to have cured it by taking out her implants. Like her implants were leaching into her body and making her really sick. And there was also um, a woman on an episode of I Want a Famous Face who had, so they found two people who wanted to look like Carmen Electra and they did a mini segment about one of them who, who got uh, implants and a bunch of other stuff done and like basically like poisoned herself with them and like couldn't walk anymore. Like, she had been a an athlete and like a cheerleader and stuff and then couldn't walk anymore because she poisoned her body with bad implants. Like well, now that's a YA novel. Oh, it's so <laughs> sad. Like MT- no, I mean the MTV ones always like had a healthy dose of like here's how bad the recovery process is. Like they were yes. not ever just infomercials for you should get plastic surgery. They were always no. like I mean they were always like people should have counseling especially people that want to do extreme physical modifications. There's usually a psychological reason. Oh, ho. Yeah. however, that was like the part of the swan that was most reviled was mm. they had a therapist. Oh, yeah. So they had like a cosmetic dentist, a plastic surgeon, 
somebody uh, like a fitness instructor or something and then a therapist and the therapist only had a degree from an online college which was revealed later and everyone was like aha not a real therapist but she these were taped therapy sessions so they were it was really to try and like add this you know a, a depth to the makeover of like we're making her over inside and psychologically and she's a whole new person um but that was like the part that really upset people the most was obviously it's like a fake for show therapy session but what's being divulged is real and like what's being manipulated is coming from a real place so in a way if it hadn't had that it would have lacked a a huge icky factor that it decided to include so i mean just including the i i think a show mandating that a therapist meet with someone who's about to maybe make a huge mistake or something (laughs) for the show in a way it makes it even worse because it's just posturing and it could be manipulative and dangerous in a way that without the therapist it wouldn't be yeah it's like and also it's sort of this implication even without knowing specifically what's talked about in these sessions this implication that like you looked the way you did. Uh, they, they're always super big on the femininity too. It's like, that's mm-hmm. the word that's like, oh, I look so feminine. That's what like they always say when they see themselves, which is just so crazy. But, um, but like the idea that, that you would need to be in therapy because there's something wrong with you, your psyche that has made you non-feminine. Like, yeah. it's just so icky. It's so gross. Yeah. Um, and just, like, media does work so hard to convince you that, like, the only way that, like, men will ever like you is if you're the most beautiful woman in the world. And then if you look to reality, not television, um, it's just, like, regular people find love all the time. Sometimes yeah. with other regular-looking people, and they find each other beautiful. Yeah. And... It's like, it sucks to be an ugly woman, and it also sucks to be a super beautiful woman. They both just suck, you know? Like, they're, well, they're just... Well, it sucks tr- to be somebody... It just sucks to be... Regardless, it sucks to be somebody who doesn't like like the way they look and, and right. can't get over it and can't find a yeah. way through it. Like, whether you are... Uh, somebody that most people would think is are, is beautiful and or somebody that most people would think were average or below average or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. If you right. hate yourself, then, like, it sucks to be you. It also sucks to even just care a lot about yeah. how you look, even if you don't dislike it yet, because that opens up the possibility that you will one day right. truly hate how yeah. you look. That's what I feel about, like, the incels, too, is it's like, if they did get off the computer and spend more time outside and like work on developing just like a personality, then like women will like you. I feel like people talking in an echo chamber to themselves about how no one can ever love them. It's like, well, no one ever will. If you never leave this echo chamber where like, you're all convinced that you're like ugly and unlovable. Yeah. And that like all of your, all of your examples of social interaction are coming from media and fictional media. And and just if you believe that, like, if you get the chin implant, it's going to make women like you, but then you will be self-conscious always that it's not the real you or that they're liking, you know, you won't respect them because they've fallen in love. The piece of silicone in my chin. It's like my big Uh. old chin. I mean, I didn't even know about chin implants. That was the thing I learned about on Vanderpump Rules for the first time because Stassi has one. Chin implants is big. Chin implants, like, and I've I've known several people who've had either implants or 
Because you can do a Juvederm version of it, too, that's that's temporary. I also want to say that, like, the stereotype that everybody in Los Angeles, like, gets plastic surgery is not true, you know? It's like, not true. Most people are normal, and I would just say it's more like rich people get plastic surgery everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and if you want to see the really bad plastic surgery and you do go to Beverly Hills, like, it can be found, you know? And I do think what botched is dealing with a lot is sort of just houses that have been flipped a few too many times. You know what I mean? That's the thing. I mean, that's, and that's botched has this weird appeal. It seems more humane than the others because ostensibly it's there to fix a problem that isn't like an internal person, you know, self image problem, but it's an actual medical problem that's causing discomfort and they're swooping in to fix it. The problem is, and, and I think it's hard too, because I know that for instance, like if you bonk your head and you get like a big gash in your forehead and you go to the hospital, you're supposed to, they say, request a plastic surgeon. Like don't, you know, if a plastic surgeon's available, you want a plastic surgeon to work on a facial wound because they'll take more care to make sure that, you know, the scar is invisible if that's what you're going for, which I guess it mostly is. But I mean, like, I love the, a the cosmetic idea. scar. I do. It's a new tattoo. I have one. <laughs> I have one from bonking my head. Uh, you, I, I mean, we, I, I've got mad scars. Both of my kids have like little scars because um, they both had a run in with the coffee table at different times in their lives. We did not request a plastic surgeon because we were just like, it's small. But I, I got doored in elementary oh. school. I was like, On your bike? No, it's just running down the hallway outside the lines oh and God. somebody opened a door and I was door knob height. Um, I can't see it though, Molly. Well, it's just little stitches, but that was the first time I've ever had like sur- surgery, I guess, even though it was yeah. just stitches. I guess it's just the idea of like botched is doing a service that's like, a, I guess, a necessary service. But I think like Molly's saying, the the most noticeable bad plastic surgery is just the result of too much plastic surgery. Right. And, and this, you know, if you're if you have kind of a facial dysmorphia where you get the surgery, but it's not quite right. So you get another surgery. It all of, you know, that is destroying tissue and giving people less to work with. And obviously the scary ones are the really subtle ones. Uh, This is what I was. Yeah. I was going to say this. Kate Raft has a zine called every celebrity has a subtle nose job about (laughs) just like the day she realized that every celebrity has a subtle nose job. But that's not true. It's not true, but there's a lot of people who I won't name on this podcast that I didn't know had nose jobs. And then I looked at the the before and after and was like, oh, they did have a subtle nose job. I mean, here is the thing, like my counter to the thing I said a a little bit ago, where it's just like, uh, you know, like the face that you have. And the worst thing is just if you hate your face, like, and I've written about this before because of my facial thing, but like, I have a a permanent look on my face that makes people think that I am side-eyeing them and think they're stupid. And I have had so many people who are like, you're so snobby and sassy. And I'm like, I'm just smiling at you. Like I would always have this with my my driver's license because I, t- I, t- I would try to do a neutral face in my driver's license. And then, you know, if I had to show it to anybody, it'd be like, oh, you're like copping a toot in your picture. I'm like, no, I was just trying to smile. Like, I don't hate everybody that I'm looking at. It doesn't doesn't seem like hate to me. It seems like a sassy, like the bee from B movie. It's like, (laughs) 
<laughs> so I just look like Shred. I just look like you a look DreamWorks like a, early a- O's animated character. That's horrible. No. <laughs> it just means but, that like it's like a sassy, like your eyebrows. But I'm not cock. always feeling sassy. That's the thing. And like I think that I, you know, full disclosure. Aside from that, I have had other very subtle things done to my face and it's really kind of incredible because people respond to it and they don't know what they're responding to. They'll just be like, oh, you look so fresh. And like, there's nothing like it's not it's, I haven't told anybody anything. And it's just like these little which that's why that stuff is creepy, because it's just like nobody is thinking like, oh, you got work done. You look incredible. It's just like something's different. Yeah, um, I feel like I don't have to. I feel like I can achieve that effect with mascara because I have blonde <laughs> eyelashes. I just don't believe when people say those things to me, even if they're like, oh, you're being sassy, I feel like what they're trying to communicate is something much more sinister and evil that's coming from inside of them. And when they're like, you look good, I'm like, they want something from me. They want me to feel like they're a nice person. It all, I To me, it's all just like coming from within the person that I'm dealing with has nothing to do with me at oh, all. No, I don't Like I could just be wearing a bag and they could be like, Ted, No, I feel at this point my face is like this rubber thing that's on over my face and has very little relation to like what I'm actually feeling. So I'm used to this sort of like gap in perception all the time, which is very a little bit crazy making. And also like why stuff like the swan where you were really, truly altering your face, like to not look like yourself at all. That is like kind of makes my stomach churn. That feels like really um, terrifying to me because I already feel like I don't look how I I think I look, uh, which is, it's just like a crazy mind fuck. Just uh, the little tweaks though. And the way that they are able to package injectables as being different from like full on surgery. Cause they are, you know, but just mm-hmm. like, it's just a little needle in your face. You don't have to like go under or anything. That yeah. just seems strange. Cause it does seem like in the past, like if you had thin lips, you were just kind of like, that's what you get, you know, and you just like learn to wear lip liner. Um, and just so the overline baby. So to me, just I'm like, just no me Malone. Yeah, no, that totally. That is my favorite <laughs> look of all time. Yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like we all have lips. We're all fine. We it's all, fine. I don't care about, we're all nineties ladies. So we don't care about <laughs> lips. Like we are not afflicted by this thing. No, I mean, it's more that if you, if I cared, I mean, I, I don't think I have, like big lips also like lifestyle choice i'm so dehydrated i'm like what would i look like if i drank water it would be so amazing i people would be like have you had work done i'd be like no i drank like 64 ounces bro you should drink like dean water no water yeah well instead i mean of bleach. So, yeah instead of just just hose it down uh but i mean i think it's just like one of those things though where if you start thinking like oh you know well at least I don't have thin lips but like here's what my problem area is it just it's it destroys your whole life like it's horrible I think if they offer something where you're like well I have this but now that this exists you know now that I could get lip filler like this is on the menu now why not why not order extra oysters one thing that's been really funny to me um as I've been browsing through the facial filters on Instagram is finding out that like all of the cutie ones have freckles Hmm. That's oh. funny. And like a lot of influencer girls have like fake freckles, which is just like funny as somebody with real freckles where you're well, like, because I did the auto uh, like face tune on you and it just evaporated your, your freckles. Right. And I face was like, tune. what? <laughs> face tune gets rid of freckles, but there's all these like, you know, cute, like butterfly 
pretty yeah. girl filters and they all have like a sprinkling of freckles which looks super weird on you if you already so, have freckles like right. well freckles freckles i feel like the attitude toward freckles is is always is in constant state of flux largely because freckles you obviously now see freckles and you think, oh, sun damage, like skin cancer. But then there was that article that we talked about on this podcast that I hold so tightly for my own sanity, where they said that if you don't get any sun, like if you completely cover up and wear, you know, sunblock on your face and you never get any sun, that your long-term risks of um, health issues from a lack of vitamin D are actually more serious than dealing with a little bit, little, little bit of skin cancer, a little bit of skin cancer. Freckles, people do think freckles are like healthy because it means you got a little bit of sun. They did. But then I think that the kind of backlash against freckles was being told by your dermatologist, like freckles are, are sunspots, there's sun damage. It's your, it means you're going to be wrinkly. It means you're unhealthy. Whereas like some people just have freckles too. I yeah. mean, it's definitely, they, they darken in the sun, but it's not necessarily, it's not, how you look is not an indication of health. Right. As, and also as like, uh, as, as 90s ladies, as we were saying, like, maybe, uh, maybe it's okay if you don't look 15 forever, but you got some sun and had a nice time. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all that I would want to look like as I got older. I want to look like somebody who's laughed and smiled. Elena. Like smile lines and shit like that are like, I don't know why people want to get rid of that. Like, I think that's yeah. beautiful. But I will whatever. say all, all the like the- hot older French actresses that I was like, they seem to be aging well. Then my mom will be like subtle plastic surgery. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. No, it's just like, but Elena- if you were going to get plastic surgery, probably France would be a good place to well, go. Elena Smith's been posting a lot of pictures of like, the depression era famous photograph yes. of a woman with um, the true lines of life on and her honestly face. like style goals a little bit always have always been like that woman in the dorothea lang photograph yeah. like she lived a life kind of yeah. yep. sucked but like <laughs> she's, you know? she'd be interesting to talk to hell yeah well, this wraps up our journey in plastic surgery, April. Uh, we loved all the calls, all the feedback that we got from everybody. We weren't able to take all of them uh, because we got so many great calls. But if you did call in or write in and we didn't get to you, we see you. We hear you. <laughs> we appreciated it. Um, we are going to kick off Y2 May next week, exploring all things turn of the millennium. Perhaps it'll be a little nostalgic given that we... We are actually maybe in the world now that we thought we were going to be in in 2000. So yeah, stay tuned for that. If you have any stories, questions, comments about the late 90s slash early O's, please give us a night call at one 46 night You can also shoot us an email at nightcallpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on social media at nightcallpodcast on Facebook and Instagram and nightcallpod on Twitter. And check us out this Thursday. We're going to be doing a Twitch live show details we're gonna do a party we're gonna have a we're gonna have a, a cave rave have a cave rave <laughs> to kick off kick off y2 cave yeah um but yeah we'll see everybody next week give us your night calls and get ready for y2 may bye all
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.